Welcome back to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. This edition is made possible by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning. End of a very busy, busy week. On top in the latest Smart Driving Cars newsletter, Waymo. It's out with a report on the performance of Waymo Driver after exceeding a million miles on public roads with no human behind the wheel. A lot of detail here, including uh, 20 contact events, Alan. Yeah, I, I think it's a very good report, and it, it's, you know, it, in some sense to me, it's it's a real breath of fresh air, um, and it's, uh, you know, phew. the toughest part of anything is getting started, okay? Uh, the million miles, vehicle miles, when you look at the number, it's really not that big, okay? Because, you know, the number of vehicle miles that uh, one greater than one billion person trips per day do in the United States only is, you know, I don't know what, the, what, what is it? I, I did have the number at one point. It's like 10 billion vehicle miles per day or something like that. And you, you can look it up or maybe ask chat GPT. Maybe it can give you one answer. Maybe it don't trust it anyway. Never mind. That's another thing. Sorry. Um, I digress. But it really is, it is very impressive. It is very impressive because it, it, it was done without a driver, without an attendant. Now, you know, what kind of safety, extraordinary safety measures they had over that 1 million miles or whatever, or, you know, the remote monitoring, da 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 and so on, whatever. You know, I don't know. Maybe they didn't. But the fact that they accomplished a million miles, vehicle miles, without an attendant, without a driver, is a non-trivial accomplishment. And to do it as safely as they've done it at the beginning, because usually, you know, things happen at the beginning, I mean, it was at the beginning of airbags that we found out, oh, my goodness, as soon as we put an airbag on the passenger seat, on the passenger side, we injure kids. Never injured a kid with a with an airbag on the driver's side. Why? Because kids weren't driving <laughs> And, and I don't know, you know, the problem is you don't know what you don't know. And here we're intelligent humans and we still don't know what we don't know. And so at the beginning of things, there's a lot of things you don't know. It'd be nice to know them. Sure. I mean, we can, you know, try to anticipate as many as we want. But the fact that they went out there and they did it and did a million miles 
at some point they'll give us a report on 10 million miles and then they'll give us a report on 100 million miles and then they'll give, give us a report on a billion miles. But that first one to have these 20, I mean, I don't know what they call them. They didn't even call them incidents. Um, whatever they called them. I mean, they weren't, I think Con- guess only contact, a con- contact. Contact. I mean, you know, you're sitting in a parking lot and somebody, you know, pulling out of another thing run bumps into you. I mean, it happens to me. I don't know how many times in parking lots, or maybe I uh, even uh, do it to people. Well, I think I think they explained <laughs> that the worst the worst incident was in, involved a teenager that rear-ended a Waymo vehicle. The yeah, the camera showed was using a phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it turned out what was it? I think they say in there it was their first one. <laughs> You know, this is this is all you know. This, you know, the 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 bad stuff sort of happens at the beginning, or it happens at other times too. But you know, I don't know. My oldest daughter, as soon as she got her her driver's license, I don't know, tried a K turn on on University Place, and ba ba boom. I mean, I don't know. We could go to New Jersey trans, uh, New Jersey manufacturers insurance company and they tell us all kinds of horror stories about, you know, 16 year olds getting their, their licenses and having bad things happen. I mean, you know, why are insurance rates for 16 year olds essentially, you know, infinite or, I mean, really expensive. Why? Because the probability that they're going to, you know, whatever. So, but for the first one to be and be the worst one of the 20 and in the worst measure, even if they run it through their simulations and, you know, stress tested and do, do, da, 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 it doesn't really amount to anything, even, you know, under, you know, weird variations of, of, of that. And the worst, the worst one is that they're slowing up to stop at a traffic light and they get rear-ended by, of course, a teenager looking at their cell phone. I mean, you know, well, it, it shows you know that how, that can how, happen how well to anybody. Okay, it, and it, it has nothing well it to does do in their operational design domain. And now it's time to. I, I suppose look elsewhere. Well, I think I think you know, and we could all claim that look, they, they did it in an easy place. Great, you know, do it in an easy place, no problem. You know, the, this isn't this isn't a macho contest that oh, do whatever. You know, this is this is a thing that look in the end, and and I think now what. To me, the safety thing, the constraint has been has been met. You know, it, 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 now you have to watch where you do it in the operational design domains that you do it. Uh, but now I think that Waymo needs, they don't like it when I say it, they need to, to find a place where they, they, they deliver some societal value out of this. Okay, and, you know, I guess it's great if you provide rides to people going to Super Bowls, you know, although they just just came off their 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 golf stream and had to, you know, they had to say to the chauffeur, just wait here. I'm going to go. I don't know. I'm being a little flippant, but 
Well, Alan, they, as they had previously hinted, uh, they're now officially testing in Los Angeles as well, adding that into the mix. Yeah, and, and I, I've wanted to go to Los Angeles to go see, you know, go learn at what they're doing and so on. But um, I don't know, I guess um, Elizabeth is out there, but uh, you know, we, we didn't get anything set up that anybody wanting to talk to me, but that's fine. Uh, but, I mean, Elizabeth uh, has noticed that where are they testing? They're testing in Santa Monica. <sighs> okay, uh, great. You know, provide mobility to Santa Monica. I mean, you know, I'm sure somebody's going to leave their Lambo and or their Bentley or their whatever home to take a Waymo. I mean, come on. Right. Uh, it, what they've created here is a is a is a safe what can be high quality mobility that you know in scale can be really affordable and if used such that it somewhat engenders some ride sharing it can be really affordable and sustainable and if they could you know, offer that to people who would appreciate it. In other words, don't have a better way to get around. They could be heroes and make money and scale and provide some societal value and improve people's lives as well as be safe. Okay, but just aspiring to be safe, I guess that's great. But being safe and aspiring to provide mobility and improve quality of life, that should be the business case. We should point out, too, that Cruise uh, has also reached that same million-mile milestone, I I believe. Yeah, I think Cruise has. and, 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 you know, kudos to them, too. On the in driverless, and I think I don't know whether or not the 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 cruise number is driverless with people in there or not people in there. There may be a couple little details done done both, and really both have done it safely. Oh sure, I understand that three collisions are being uh, reviewed by um, uh, NHTSA and so on by crews. But I think we should wait until the the, 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 the the information's out because I'm sure the cruise vehicles has rear-facing camera. And I'm sure it's spooled, you know, what went on. And my goodness, you know, every time I've, every time I've rear-ended people, I don't know if I've ever, you know, my insurance rates have gone up. And I, I don't know, maybe again, we should go to New Jersey manufacturers and ask them, you know, over the rear ending uh, situations, how many times have you increased the uh, the um, <clears throat> the insurance rates of the person that was rear ended versus the person that rear ended? And, and I don't know, maybe I'm not whatever. I mean, it's it's easy for, hey, the dog ate my homework, and oh my goodness, it was driving erratically. It stopped at a stop sign. Nobody ever stops at this stop sign. 
huh, therefore I get a, you know, I get a, I don't, I don't know if that's what went on. I'm not being fair to the people who, who did the rear ending, I'm sure. Um, I guess I'm never a fair guy, so whatever. Let's move on. But anyway, I, I want to express I want to express my appreciation to both for whatever it matters uh, to 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 both Waymo and Cruz for entering into the driverless part of this technology. True driverless, not faking it, not whatever, not you know, really doing it doing it for some substantial amount of time in an operational design domain and not ruining everything. I love, you know, Elaine Herzberg ruin, ruining Uber. Okay, Uber Uber likely isn't, isn't going to survive as a business because of that. Of course, lost $60 billion in market cap, pre-market cap because of it. And probably that that goof up probably means, you know, unless they pivot 180 degrees from what they originally, you know, came out on, they're done, maybe. So kudos for them to be so darn careful and and doing it and accomplishing that and continue to be careful. But uh, my goodness, start doing it where you're also delivering some mobility value because now you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to safely, affordably in scale, environmentally in scale, equitably in even not great scale, high quality mobility for society. I mean, that's that's an enormous value that you're about you you can offer now. And so do it. About that being the business model, we should point out that uh, Waymo has laid off 137 employees. The second round of job cuts there this year. That's about eight percent of their workforce altogether, I think. So, yeah, well, that's fine. Model, yeah, but look, we just we we just we just went through COVID, and you know, a lot of hiring, a lot of people. You know, some people. You know, probably I don't know. <laughs> it's time to look at the. You know, employees have to be productive. You know, um, you know, and one has to. You know, sometimes one that isn't a perfect doesn't hire perfect. What and some people look good that aren't good or whatever. I don't know. That, that, that's not. Well, t- talk about yep. productivity. Let's move on here. Uh, Tesla held its investor day on on Wednesday. No big surprise announcement, but a great deal of detail about energy sustainability and and how they're reducing the cost of building vehicles while making them better. Uh, Elon Musk had quite a team up there. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, what, what I like about those things is the same thing as AI day is is that, you know, everybody sort of suggests or the, let's say, I don't know, the media, whatever, that it's all Elon, 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 Elon. But, you know, as I watch this thing, I see, I see, oh, my goodness, he's got a lot of good generals out there and, and infantrymen and women and so on working on. It. I mean, those people, to me, I mean. I thought those were impressive presentations that they made, and I, and I think at the right level of detail and the right level of 
of hype in the right level. You know, I I learned a lot. They certainly went into a lot of detail. They did announce the new Gigafactory in Mexico. And yep. Ad, Adam Jonas at Morgan Stanley was certainly impressed, saying he was asking himself afterwards, which legacy automakers could compete with Tesla in terms of EV profitability? I guess that leaves you scratching your head. Are Is there anyone else? Well, yeah. I mean, of course, we love <laughs> we love Adam and, and uh, for good reason. And, and I think... Uh, you know, a lot of other um, uh, investors sort of um, kind of poo-pooed what, what went on um, uh, on on uh, on the first. Uh, and, and Adam, I mean, it, look, a lot of people have been building cars for over 100 years. People have been, you know, pushing the same sort of buttons that, that Tesla is pushing to try to make it, you know, uh, cheaper and and uh, more valuable and and deal with logistics chains and parts and so on and so forth. Um, so a lot of this stuff isn't new, but my goodness, um, it seems as if um, you know this is not just a fledgling operation. Uh, this is uh, this is quite serious for which they are you know they're. Produce what 1.3 million in 2022, if I have the number right, looking to 1.8 this year, talking to us about 20 million. Um, those are those are those are big league numbers. So yeah, and and it looks like that the that the view, I you know again. Um, uh, the opportunity. Uh, he also talked about robo taxis, which I, 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 I'm, I'm coining. I think a new name, which will go as as great as all the other names that I've coined, which haven't gone well. I, I want to call these things uh, because of my elevator analogy and, and horizontal elevator mobility. I want to call them H faders. I mean, calling them robo taxis, sort of. I don't know. It has has too much of the technology, and 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 it is too techno jerky. Okay, for us techno jerks, I'm king techno jerk. You know, it's fine, but I think for the, I think the public may need a a less techno name. I mean, the, the part of the part of the challenge with with all of this is, is coming out to be, you know, I, I think we should focus on the mobility and the societal value opportunity of doing this rather than its autonomy or its AI of me or, you know, it's it's chat GPS of me, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is this is about getting from A to B when you want to get from A to B to do whatever it is that you're so dying to go from A to B for. And to do that for as many folks as possible, as equitably as possible, so that each person can just improve their lives a little bit. I mean, this, this, you know, this is what mobility provides us. It gives us little opportunity to do this and do that and do that and do that and and us doing that we we happen to be happy air campers and the idea that's the real value of this 
is again, if we have this thing doing the driving as opposed to me doing the driving, and this thing waitering around until you're ready to go, the opportunity with the scale opportunity of this is that that can be done almost at zero cost. Well, there were, My there goodness. Was, there, were plenty of, there were plenty of hints, and they're certainly positioning themselves in, in, the, in the right direction. And they talked a lot about the synergies between the different parts of, of the company. Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, but we're back, back to the, all, back to the Tesla investor day. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, the, I mean, it, if you're an environmentalist, you know, I pejoratively say tree hugger, but I'm just being whatever. I'm flippant. But, you know, if you're really interested in, in, in environmental stuff, I mean, you have to pay attention to some of this stuff. And, and you have to say, yeah, maybe. But then, but then the, to be able to, but, it, but then it's all about, you know, improving one's daily life for which, you know, you can sit at home or you can go to places. And it seems as if that certainly, you know, if we look at what the car has done for those of us that can afford it and, and can legally drive it. You know, enormous improvement in our quality of life. I think that's why we pay a lot of money for the cars. And that's why we put up with a lot of stuff associated with the cars. Because what it returns to us and, and, the, and the perception that's been made in, in that product. So that, you know, you know, we don't have to put money into the, into the fare box every time we get in. We don't, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the maybe negative parts of it are hidden from us so that maybe we're tricking ourselves. But my goodness, um, the market has responded. <laughs> I mean, you know, what, 60 million vehicles sold last year or whatever that number is? <sighs> How do people get around? How are people getting around today, right now? You know, <sighs> it's, you know, got to respect it, so... Providing that kind of, of mobility now without having to own your own car, without having to drive it, without having to sit there and wait with it. That's the opportunity here. Stay tuned. I think there's much more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're preaching this thing. Oh, my goodness. You know, and who? <laughs> Moving on, Alan. Ford yeah. has now established Latitude AI in the wake of the demise of Argo AI. This is a wholly owned subsidiary focused on developing a hands-free, eyes-off-the-road automated driving system, but their focus is on personally owned vehicles. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, as when we when we always characterize these things, they were safe driving car, self-driving car, and driverless. And we always said that, you know, uh, what, what we call uh, self-driving, which is the feed off, hands off, 
was you know the real opportunity for the for the legacy car manufacturers because they could keep their current business case everything that they've done and you know you know i flippantly called it you know the 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 chrome and fins of the of the 2020s for the sale of cars just like chrome and fins sold it in the 50s and 60s you know, people would go in and buy cars because of that stuff. And guess what? <laughs> that's really where we are. And that's what Ford decided to do. And yeah, yeah. and they, they saw that the driverless piece, the providing of the mobility to folks who might, who would really appreciate it and making it into a business, they threw in the towel. Uh, hopefully, GM Cruise won't throw in the towel. But, you know, it, it wouldn't be surprising because, again, GM is a legacy car manufacturer. And really, what they're interested in selling cars. And now if some chrome and fins can sell some more cars here, you know, the advanced driver assistance systems, which are doing it. I mean, but, you know, probably next year, essentially every car will have it. Hopefully it all works. Hopefully they got the automated advanced driver assistance systems to work co-op, work in conjunction with the automated emergency braking systems. And these things really de- deliver not only the comfort and convenience, but the additional safety. Okay, hopefully that. And maybe it will be so good that, in fact, if, 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 if it's limited to staying at the speed limit, people will still use it. And appreciate it. And maybe everybody will slow down a little bit and we'll be, oh my goodness, just that will be all safer. And everybody will just cool it a little bit as opposed to, oh, I got to go, who knows what. So, you know, that's all, that's all really good. But it's not providing mobility to those who, for whatever reason, can't have one of these other guys. And guess what that's created? That's created a real divide in terms of classic quality of life and so on. And, you know, and I guess, you know, you can also do that and hopefully get the driver out of there and provide the mobility. And if you did that and you provide the mobility for the folks who... The problem with that one is is that then all of a sudden creeps into your vehicle sales. Because then somebody may decide, well, why the hell am I, why am I buying a car? Oh my goodness, this mobility system is, it's actually better than my car. I don't have to park it. I don't have to pay for parking. I don't know what to do, what to do, do. And in fact, because of its utilization, the capital cost and the da, 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 Whoa. So if I'm a legacy system, my goodness. I should be I have to be careful about the driverless piece. But man, the self-driving piece with comfort and convenience. Whoo, let's go. Which is what Ford just did with, you know, that's Ford. Forget about Argo AI. Let's just make sure that there's this 
chrome and fins. I'm being pejorative, but it's good on advanced driver assistance system. Going to sell a ton of them. That's what uh, I think. What I don't car know. business is about. Yeah, I mean it is, and it's fair. I mean, you know, they, they, it, it's absolutely fair for them to do that. It's great. But you know, then you have Waymo on the other side. They aren't a legacy car business. Now, you know, and in fact, it doesn't even match up very well with Alphabet. It's sort of been, you know, what was it? X project or something way out crazy. So there... I would think it's really important that they get a solid business case under their, you know, that they're following. And that has to mean that, you know, sure, you can live with the societal benefits and hopefully that the societal benefits of safety, you know, bring you enough kudos that, you know, allow you to stay in business. It really didn't do it for Volvo. Maybe it can do it here. But my goodness, they have the opportunity to provide mobility to folks who would benefit so much from it and they can do it better than anybody else is what we keep repeating and repeating and repeating but nobody's listening so whatever we'll see (laughs) in in the newsletter you highlight a report from the research and consulting firm guidehouse insights this is behind a paywall but there's a takeaway published that says the front runners among companies vying to develop and deploy autonomous vehicles face tenuous futures uh, you had some comments about yeah they, i mean they provide a they 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 provide a you know two dimensional coordinate system in which they put dots apparently the farther you out are out on each dimension the better you are so you want to be you know like way out here and if you're way down here you're like there are no numbers. One wonders, you know, I, I guess you have to buy the report to get the numbers. My goodness, uh, whatever. And then you look at the the dots with names. And, you know, if you're a cheap guy like me who can't afford to buy anything, um, you know, you sort of go in your mind and say, you know, how the heck did they come up with that data point here and that data point there and that one there and that do 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 and and you say to yourself, and then you look at what their metrics are, which uh, one of their metrics, their their major metric is um, is that is that um, is has to do with the running out of the clock. In other words, uh, you know, this is clock management because they only have so much time left in the process that they you know have to to, to get and. And so, and even some of my friends know that basically when I watch any football, whether it be Premier League or NFL, at the end of the game, it's all about clock management. Forget the opponent. It's the clock that you're (laughs) – so I love the fact that they're, you know – the the, uh, the the clock is the important metric here um, to deal with in terms of how to rank these systems. 
and then they, of course, apparently go through and, you know, um, how do you get more time or how, you know, what's the clock mean? You know, things like revenue and profitability and, you know, book business and whatever and so on. They, they put out, they hint at the, at the metrics that are used. And then I look at the companies they have listed there and I sort of have my own perception as to, you know, how well they are with respect to the clock running out. We know that Argo AI, boom, clock ran out. They're out of there, you know, and uh, Starsky and, you know, a couple other trucking, whatever. And we were afraid locomation was out of the out of the game last week. And we know that mobile eye has has uh, one point or three point five billion, I think, in book business, even though I think the number they were quoting in there was like, I don't know, 15 point whatever or something as as expected revenue to 2030 book business. I have some comments about that. But then some of the other folks. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the thing that, that sort of uh, I'm sure everybody saw is that they basically have uh, have Tesla as uh, as almost at, at the origin of this coordinate system <laughs> in last place. So, um, yeah, I guess. Tesla's in the last place of all this. They do have Waymo in first place, which if you know, I always think Waymo Waymo and 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 what Waymo and GM crews have accomplished by actually operating safely, uh, the movement of people driverlessly is that that puts them in a, in a league by themselves. Because in the end, that's you've got to be able to do that day in, day out. In your operational design domain, you don't have to do it necessarily every day, but a large part of the time. With then repeat customers, with people that actually, you know, and use you. And, um, and will pay for you and get value out of you every day. But it has to be a new customer every day. My goodness, you know. Do you know what it costs to get a new customer for most companies? It's amazing. You've got to get the recurring use by, by your recurring customer. Well, related to the vehicles being used, especially we could say maybe crews, uh, from the Autonomous Vehicle Industry Association, a call to modernize the vehicle exemption process to allow the deployment of new designs. I guess we're talking no steering wheel, no pedals, perhaps, uh, while NHTSA continues to develop permanent rules. Yeah, I think that brings us back to our topic last week, which, which, why is NHTSA, I won't say dragging their feet, why is it taking so much time for General Motors to get approval to to build some uh, origin vehicles? Really? I mean, you know, even if they were the most unsafe vehicles ever done, they're going to be so few that they can't have much much impact. And it's not that they're going to take these vehicles and sell them to consumers i don't think that the i don't think that's in the plan or maybe 
And, and Nuro, Nuro went through it. And how long did Nuro have to wait? Nuro wasn't going to sell these things to, to consumers where you have to really worry about how a consumer is going to misuse a product. These things are going to be be put in service with with responsible entities trying to provide mobility. And why do you need a steering wheel to provide somebody mobility? Cut it out. And the public policy coming out of Washington certainly has to have safety as a component in its objective function. But it's not just laser focused on safety. Because that'd be too easy. You know, we could talk about trains. How do you how do you not have the East Palestine crash? Don't have trains not move. You know, maybe you know, have have bad chemicals not go from A to B. But apparently the economy or whatever needs to have bad chemicals move from A to B. Or it would be advantageous to us, you know, in some way to have that. I don't know why it's advantageous to us, but but it must be because somebody, you know, had to go through the trials and tribulations of, of trying to get those bad chemicals from A to B. And yeah, okay, now we have to deal with safety. But but part of the objective is to get the chemical from A to B. And part of the objective here has to be with NHTSA. Look, you've got to be in the mobility business. You've got to champion mobility. As one with safety. And if you're really championing, if your objective function, the thing that you're trying to extremize, that do the best of that includes safety and mobility, you've got to look at things like Neuro and things like like GM Origin and say, oh my goodness, how quickly can we help you put these things out there so that you can get packages or you can get people to where they want to go to improve their quality of life? I mean, you know, it, 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 what? Come on, Nitsa. So again, I think it's, it's nice that this organization also realizes, my goodness, what are we doing here? You know, it, anyway, what, <laughs> how do we get down all these things, Fred? We should, we should be, we should be, I don't know, whatever. Well, we have one more headline to teach, John, yep. and it's a nice one. Uh, Sean Wilson retiring, including a retirement as chair of the Transportation uh, Research Board Executive yep. Committee. Yep. And the new chair, Diane Gutierrez-Scacchetti. Yeah, so Diane, congratulations. Um, um, uh, very, uh, you know. A very good choice by TRB to have you as ex- executive director. And um, uh, look, TRB is a uh, it is the uh, sort of um, outlet for we academics. And um, 
Um, we love TRB. Um, I guess I've attended, what, 50 or 51 straight TRB annual meetings or something like that, whatever, some ridiculous number. I, I think, yeah, what is it? There have been 100 on, on, uh, or something, and I've attended 51, so I've attended more than half of them in a row, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so glad to have you as head. Um, hey, if, if, if unless I get hit by a truck or something or whatever, um, my full intention to be in there again in January. So congratulations. Terrific. Well, we want to thank CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, for helping to make this podcast possible. CARTS is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Amazon, Apple, Google, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcasts from. Smart speakers can play us, too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. Please continue to stay safe. Thank you. Have a great weekend, folks.